Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Are you like the millions of families that are struggling with finding a balance between your children having screen time, digital usage for online platforms, and just being unplugged? Well, you're not alone. I recently was speaking at a event, uh, and I was talking about having to have a positive social footprint. And that's going to be the episode that we're going to talk about today. Last week, we also spoke about uh, using social media, the pros and cons of it. And this week, we're going to dive a little deeper and talk about uh, how to create a positive social footprint. And I'm going to share with you some of the stories that uh, these parents shared with me on this episode of Equipped to Be. So in the previous episode, so if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I'd encourage you to go back. You know, it is a struggle to raise kids with online devices and social platforms that are endless. I mean, fear of missing out, the expectations, the rumors that happen uh, as a result of kids targeting other kids. Yeah, that's all real. And I know I surprised many of you when I was talking about uh, allowing kids to have social media or how to use social media or even being online. As I was speaking last week to a group of families, I kind of like what I always do. I ask questions and kind of take a survey from the stage. And there were about a third of the families that really don't have their children using uh, social media at all and very limited, just, just in, you know, very limited device time, which is completely fine. And then I asked the other question about, well, how many of you do uh, allow it? And, you know, of course, parents' hands went up. And then we started talking about both sides. Anything that you've read, any instructions that were given prior to, you know, March 2020 has has almost become obsolete, mostly because the pandemic changed how we live life. It changed, for the most part, how we engage, uh, what we are doing. Now, there were some states, like I live in a very friendly state. You know, I live in Florida. And for the most part, our state has been open. There were several months that a lot of things were closed. And we can all remember being told what was essential and what wasn't essential. And as what is happening tarries and more restrictions or mandates or learning methods, as all of those come your way, you're faced with having some children that are very social. They want to talk to people. And for them, the only way they can is via uh, some of the social media platforms. So... I, I kind of gave a flip to what I hear a lot of parents, I guess I would say, you know, people that have a microphone or a platform, you know, they're sounding the alarm and I there are alarms. However, as I said in last week's episode, 
kids that have no exposure and don't learn how to manage their time, how to turn off a device, how not to be lured in. Children that don't learn that their identity is first found in Christ. And then within the family unit, I mean, God established the family unit. So we want that, both of those to be paramount as we are raising our kids. And I I found it interesting as I was walking through, I want to share just a couple of points. And that is, you do have to limit. So if you're in the camp of, okay, we're going to allow this as our children are age appropriate, as their maturity level is exhibited, as they show responsibility, as we see trustworthiness, we're going to slowly, you know, take baby steps into teaching and training our children how to use technology, social media, research, all of it. We're going to teach them that just like we teach them other subjects. Why? Because it is not going away. Some of your kids, as some of my children, they really don't need and they don't really get on social media at all. But several of my kids use social media for commerce. They use it to promote their brand, their businesses, to encourage, equip, but mostly they use it for part of their businesses. And some of you will too. And I do know that if your kids aren't prepared for the onslaught that hits them when they graduate high school and venture off to college, if they go to college or even in the marketplace, if if that window of teaching them through those teen years, especially the older teen years, then it gets very difficult when they get older because they're not coming to you like they were to ask. And to be honest with you, I mean, older teens don't necessarily come to you and ask. I, I asked this audience, I did a poll, how many of the kids knew all the workarounds on the parental controls? Now, mind you, I mean, there was a lot of teens in the audience as well as parents. And while the teens didn't all raise their hand because I'm looking at their faces, you know, they would they would just smile or they would just kind of give a little little nod. Our kids are smart. They're savvy. We want them to be wise and discerning. So make note of that. Now, that doesn't mean we give them unfettered freedom. So we do have to limit unproductive time scrolling. That's where our kids can and actually end up going down that rabbit hole. That's where they can get themselves in trouble when they have a few minutes and they're just scrolling to see who's doing what. And and then they start comparing their boring day moment to someone's highlight reel and then discontent and jealousy or envy, offenses, FOMO, fear of missing out, all of that just creeps in about that same time for some kids, not for every kid, not for all your children, but for some, it can be. Now, I, as I was preparing for this episode and having just spoken on it, and then last week we did the podcast, which I record early, and this isn't live, um, although, you know, I would love to know, what are your thoughts? What if... Um, would you like to see the podcast also be live stream? I'm just kind of toying around with some different ideas and to better serve you and to equip you for what uh, you've got before you. But 
I, uh, so going back to that, I, I, you know, when I was there, since I've been there, uh, more news has broken. The whole Instagate uh, issue with young teen girls. I'm just going to say, I bet every one of you has been leery of what social media is doing to your kids anyway. I don't know why that's a like a news flash, except for parents that aren't engaged. So I don't believe that to be you. But if you think your children are just going to be safe because they have this just select group of friends or because you have parental controls, I want you to think again. There's a lot of people that can outwit your kids and they can befriend them and they can have private conversations and and all the like, all that does really happen. And it, and if you think that just because they have a select group of friends and you've got parental controls, guess what? They can they can work around that very easily. But this news about how Instagram knowingly or Facebook, I'll just say you know, uh, the Facebook owner. Let's just leave it at that. Knowingly hides squelches, censors, faith-based, opposing viewpoints from theirs. Yet they know drug cartels and human trafficking and all forms of evil happen. And they turn a blind eye. And then they, they get a gas when somebody has really kind of reached their own limit in it and have said, no, this is just this is what's really going on. Give something enough time and the truth usually comes out. But I want to say, if you're toying with, if you're saying, you know what, we're not going there, that is completely fine. You're not going to ruin your children. It, it might be a little difficult for them as they get older, if, especially if every day they're saying, why can't I have a social media platform? Why can't I get on TikTok? Why can't I? And they, you know, just pound you to death with, you know, badger you with questions. But you've got to limit their unproductive time scrolling. It needs to be productive. As I was mentioning, creating a positive social footprint, that involves a purpose and a mission. And in order for this to work, you've got to be alongside your kids with this. You can't just give them an hour that's uneven, an hour that's not even... You're not even checking in because, well, I know mama needs downtime. Mama needs a break. But it's not the wisest way for them to have an hour of unaccountable time spent scrolling. The other thing is you don't want to use it as a babysitter. It's easy. It's very easy. And to be honest with you, sometimes you and I will use our devices for a a break, to mindlessly scroll, to take our thoughts off whatever is taking up, you know, our thoughts. Uh, sometimes it is to get answers, but we want to have a purpose and a, and a mission for the why. And I said this last, in our last episode, what is the why? Consider the why. Consider your kids' why. So if, if you are being the parent who monitors their productivity online, monitors where they're spending their time, you will actually help them create a positive social footprint. 
And as I shared with the parents in that audience, and I I shared with the kids as well, I was uh, speaking on the east coast of Florida. And so that morning I had gone for a walk on the beach and it was just perfect because I was noticing all of the footprints. And so often your kids think, oh, you know, over time, it's just going to go away. But I gave the illustration, as you're walking on the beach, the footprints, they linger for a while, and the waves come as the tide comes in and out and washes away, erases the footprint. And that does not happen online. Everything you say and do is archived. And trust me, it is found. And the light of day will be shown on some of those comments. And that's what I was sharing with these young people. So as you are helping your kids, think of analogies that fit their life. Obviously, living so close to the beach, that was a perfect analogy. They could they could visualize it. Yeah, I think it's going to last forever, but it's not. It's not it's not carved. It's not like a footprint that washes away by the the currents, the, the the tides. Nope. But the footprint they create online is lasting. Always. And if they understand the meaning and the purpose, and then we don't allow it to be used as a babysitter, we're able to teach them through it. It's really funny as I think about parents have those parents in the audience were asking me how to detect like how to detect if there's an adverse reaction. And you guys, you probably know if your children are online, but if you aren't and your kids are getting older, then look for changes in temperament. Look for crankiness. Look for hiding or sneaking around. Hidden apps, maybe. Look for secretiveness. Screens flipping off real quickly pages changing to another page. Are your kids having meltdowns because you take something away? Because you say, no, you can't be online right now. We're going to have dinner and put your device away. Or no, we're going, you know, we're going on a vacation and sorry, we're not bringing our devices. This is family time. If you start seeing those types of behavior and characteristics, that is a clue something isn't working right. Maybe there are places you don't know that they are on online, or maybe it's mentally impacting them in a negative way. Maybe they are comparing their life to somebody else's highlight reels that they've spent an hour creating this really cool, fun video, but the reality when the camera goes off is they're dealing with some serious issues of struggle, maybe comparison but you get the opportunity to teach them this. And you know, I'm just going to tell you, you got to be the parent here. It's not easy. It's not easy to have your child mad at you because you won't give them something they want. It's kind of like going back to the toddler days when they see a treat at the grocery store and they scream and holler because they want a candy bar. And you're like, no. And you know, they go to full blown meltdown mode and You know, it's like, you know, we've done this before. And I literally, just caveat, I mean, just like a side note, but literally if my kids ever did that at the grocery store, I would take the grocery cart to the customer service lady and say, I am really sorry, my children are misbehaving 
and we need to uh, address their behavior. And I don't want them screaming in your store and disrupting your customers. Well, they're really thankful for that. And then, of course, we leave and and I have to go teach my children self-control. I have to teach them what is appropriate. What is appropriate behavior? Now, you know, we think about that. And, and I'm telling you, you know, that's what you do when your kids are little. When your kids get bigger, they can, besides flopping on the floor and screaming, they can have some pretty serious meltdowns and they can be all directed at you and they can say things to you that do cut your cut your mama heart. They hurt. You know, you're a terrible parent. You don't understand. Our kids can get very moody. Our kids can have meltdowns. And you know what? That can happen easily without any form of social media because you have several things at play as your children are adulting, and that is their brains are developing. The circuitry in the brain is firing. They're developing at a rapid rate. Their hormones are changing. They can't explain it. They wouldn't lash out at friends, and they wouldn't lash out at you know others, but they are more inclined to lash out at mom and dad. Why? Well, I think in their mind, they just think you have to put up with it, and they also think, oh, your mom and dad... You're going to love me anyway. Why? Yes, you should love them anyway. But that doesn't mean you're going to put up with meltdowns and moodiness and the like. But you have to remember when we're talking about teaching our kids to be tech savvy, when we talk about that, we have to think about what is right for your child, your children, your family. And it's very different for all of our families. I know some mamas, they don't have time to walk their kids through all of this? They they don't. I mean, they, they've got three meals and six snacks a day and school and all the extra events that they're involved with. They don't have time for one more thing, one more demand on their time. And they're not going to give their kids unfettered freedom. So they just don't go there. That's fine. Do what is right for you and your family. Don't let me, don't let some other expert tell you you shouldn't be or you should be. I'm telling you, after thousands of conversations with young people and parents, probably tens of thousands now, after walking my kids through this social media jungle and seeing the good, the bad, the ugly, I'm not about to sit here and say, I can quote you stats on what it does to your brain or what it does to your kids' developmental phases. I can I could give you all that and scare the scare the, you know, out of you. I could put fear in you, but that is not the kind of parenting God wants you to do. He doesn't want you to parent from a place of fear. And that involves social media and digital platforms. You know what? You can help your kids create a positive social footprint. You, do, you can help your children can create a commerce store. Now, that would require you to be tech savvy or at least have access to people who are. But it could be the modern day lemonade stand. Your kids could, could get really skilled at a specific function and market that and Provide that service to other online marketers or online brands or businesses. Those are, those are all positive footprints. Those are all contributing 
positively. They could have a platform where they're reaching their friends and praying for them, asking for prayer requests, building communities of support. Man, our kids need that right now. But I am going to say, if you do tell your children no, here's what you've got to do. Don't just say, no, I'm the mom. You are. That authority should have been established early on in your kids' lives. You are the parent. You're the mom. You're the dad. You have charge over your kids. I know the government is telling you otherwise, but that is just not the truth. That is not what God says. You are the authority over your kids. You're going to answer for what your kids do, right? No, I mean, you're going you're gonna to answer for what you teach your kids. You're not going to answer for what they do. That's, you know, that gets put in their court. But I have found in all these years that when we do have to tell our kids no to something they really, 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 really want, when we tell them no, guess what? If we follow up with why, and then a plan of possibly when they can. No, you can't go with your friends this Friday. We have other plans to do such and such, and they've been made for a long time. Or no, you can't have that social platform because in other areas of your life, I'm not seeing time management skills. I'm not seeing uh, responsibility. I am not seeing you operate on a level that would show me, as me, the mom and dad, that would show me you could handle this. I just don't think you're quite ready for it, but here's what we'll do. Let's both pray about it. Listen, friends, when you invite your children to pray that if God wants them to have it, to change mom and dad's mind, to change their heart, you increase their faith in a powerful living God. Because now all of a sudden, it's not mom and dad, the heavy, that's just, you know, not saying yes, that's just either saying no or yes. It's that, hey, I'm open to consider it, but these are the things that we have to see happen. We have to see you develop better time management skills. We need to see you have better control of your emotions. We need to see you uh, be able to manage the responsibility that comes your way with all of this without without sneaking or or lying or, or doing things that you shouldn't be doing. And then listen, when you do have to say no and you explain why, you know, you're not old enough at this point, or we see some potential dangers that could negatively impact you. And, and we know that you want this and we want this for you. We want you to be able to manage these uh, different tools and use them skillfully, with precision, with knowledge. But, you know, we're just going to have to wait a little bit. Let's revisit this. Let's talk about this in a month. Here's what you can do. You work on these things, and then let's talk about this when you when you feel like you have uh, matured a little bit more. And then talk about it again. Don't just, when they bring it up, don't just say, well, we already talked about this, and I said no. That's a great way for your kids. Now, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but I'm talking about parenting here. Yes, your kids should do what you're asking them to do because you are the mom and dad and they are your children. And we talked about honoring our parents a few weeks ago, but we don't want to frustrate our kids and provoke anger in them. We don't need to do that. 
And when we come back behind them and, and, and just tell them the why, and we let them know that we understand why they want what they want. We do understand it, or we seek to understand it, but we invite them to, to be praying to the Lord and ask the Lord to change our hearts. Man, they, their prayer life increases dramatically. But we do have to teach them if they're going to use these tools, these resources, we have to be closely monitoring them. Now, I have seen a lot of kids get drawn into some, some, some dark places. And do I, did their parents anticipate it? Not at all. Not at all. Because some kids are really, really good at hiding what's going on in them. I've had so many parents say, I try to talk to my child, but they just don't talk to me. You may have one of those. I have to like drag everything out of them. You, m- you might have some of those kids. Naturally, they don't like to talk about what's going on, but sometimes it's because something is going on and they don't want the light of day shown on it. And that is an issue. And that is something for you to consider as a mom and a dad. And that comes through prayer and discernment. See, God gives you just this little nudge. Something isn't right. Explore that. Don't ignore it. So as I said to these folks, the internet is not safe. Not at all. Technology is neutral. I'm not telling you let your children use social media, and I'm not telling you not to. I'm saying walk with your kids. Whichever decision, I'm encouraging you strongly, very strongly, <laughs> to, to not give them unfettered freedom. Don't be so strict that they start sneaking and hiding because they are immature and the desire for what they want, they sit there and they think, oh, do the, do the consequences, you know, is what I'm doing worth whatever consequences mom and dad might lay down? Well, some of your kids are like, yeah, I'll risk it. What I want you to do is I want to invite you to consider how you could introduce, how you can allow, or how you can keep the heart of your child while you're saying, no, not now. No, we don't have time for that. We're, we're really busy doing this. Or if we are going to do this, I want to help you create a positive social footprint. Do you see how all of a sudden your kids start to see, oh, you're not against me. You're not against it. You're, you're trying to help me because of X, Y, Z reasons. Know your why. Just like I asked you before in the previous episode, I said, consider their why. I want you to consider your why. If it's conviction, then hold to your conviction. If it's fear, bathe that in prayer. We don't want to foolishly expose our kids to things that, you know, could take our kids in a, in a pretty negative direction. We don't want to expose them to things that we don't want them to see. You know, and it is true. We we no longer have to read about these things in a book. We can pretty much get absolutely everything live as it's happening. And it can be horrific to your kids, which is why I I want you to teach them how to use these tools, these resources with skill and knowledge and discernment. And you can do that. 
Your kids absolutely will thank you as they get older because they will have watched their other friends or college roommates or others, workers, kids in their co-ops, wherever, you know, wherever they congregate, they will have watched so many of them pretty much make a mess out of their social life. And obviously that translates into their college admissions, that translates into getting a job. Uh, It translates into um, reputation, a damaged reputation. I did have one of the moms say, what do we do? Uh, Because we had a long Q&A at the end of the session. And you know, I would love to come and speak with your groups, uh, with your colleagues. If you want to talk about, you know, social media, having worked for uh, a social media company, a social media marketing company, I did learn a lot. And this mom asked me, what should you do if your kids have sent inappropriate pictures or received inappropriate pictures? What should we do if we notice our daughters ha- are having an eating disorder? They're, they're suddenly... They're very self-aware of their image, their body image, what's there that shouldn't be there or what's not there that should be there. And we talked about that at great length. And I think that's very important. See, that's part of paying attention, isn't it? And the other thing is, as I did a Q&A, we were talking, I was just talking about the dark web. I was talking about uh, our kids know how to go there. Uh, also, predators know how to prey on our kids, and, and they go, I would say, the underbelly, the dark side. I did learn more than I ever wish I would have known, but I'm grateful that I learned it because it has made me uh, wiser of my own usage. It's also made me wiser into how our kids are being targeted, how you're being targeted. You know, we think this is just our kids being targeted. It's you. It's me. And I I learned a lot. And There was this young man, he was a senior in high school. He raised his hand and then he just started talking. And I I actually invited him up onto the stage. And I found out that he had done a research paper on the dark web and the underbelly of it and what actually happens and how easy it is and how, you know, vile it can be. And it really can be. I mean, it is truly, and I don't speak too much from the stage about it because I always see parents' eyes glaze over. They get scared. It's like, oh my goodness, I think we'll just never turn on another device. Well, that would be like an ostrich putting our head in the sand. We don't have to go and and research and write a research paper, but we do want to be knowledgeable. We do want to have information so we can protect our families, ourselves and our kids. And so he came up to the stage and we just started talking about VPNs. We started talking about the dark web and what it's used for. And we were very careful because there were a lot of kids and we didn't want to give them too much information because you know what happens. Curiosity killed the cat. You know, let's find out ourselves. So it was absolutely wonderful. One, he's a high school senior, homeschool kid. He was so fascinated by it all. His parents gave him permission to start exploring and learning and researching. And he wrote a paper about it. And his parents walking him through that prepared him for me calling upon him when we had Q&A and then bringing him up to the stage and speaking for another t- him just impromptu answering questions from a 17-year-old's perspective. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. That young man 
is going to be really impacting the youth because he will be educating them and equipping them so that they themselves can create a positive social footprint. He wants to teach and train others so that they know not just the dangers, but, you know, we need to know the dangers, but how to counter it. So whatever position you are with this, I'm just going to remind you, there's three things that we're going to say. You have to have an internal conviction about this. Why are you allowing or not allowing what you're allowing? That's an internal conviction. Explain it to your children. You have to have an external commitment to following through and staying with your kids. Walking them through it and being vigilant. You have to have that external conviction. And you have to have an eternal perspective. Your kids need to know we are going to give an account for everything we say or do. They will, you will, we all will. It's very easy on the other side of a screen when there's nobody, no face, and we think it's innocent or it's not, and it's not. We have to always be mindful that we will give an account for everything we say or do. There is a time. Our focus has to be an eternal perspective, as is what I'm sharing, bringing honor and glory to the Lord. Is it causing others to stumble? I mean, basically, if we open our mouth, we're liable to cause somebody to stumble. That's not the goal, though. But I want you to remember, you have to have an internal conviction and share it with your kids. You have to have an internal conviction. You have to have an external commitment and follow through and be vigilant. You have to be vigilant. And you have to have an eternal perspective. God's watching all the keystrokes. God's watching where we go, where we hang out, where our thumb stops on the scrolling. He knows the thoughts and intents of our heart. Mom and dad, you can't know those of your kids. You can get to know them by walking alongside them. Remember to invite them to consider the why. Remember to invite them to pray that God would move in y'all's hearts. That's really important. So this wraps up this following episode on, you know, I talked about raising tech-savvy kids, and this one's about creating a a positive social footprint. I think that's just such an important element to everything that we do. Your children, and we don't know who of your children, you know, they, they may create an outlet that changes the world. I don't know. You don't know. But I do know you got to walk alongside your kids. I'm just so glad that all of you joined us every week here at Equipped to Be. It's a labor of love. It's a commitment to bringing you the best information, the accurate information. We want to equip you for all the seasons of what you walk through in your lives. Um, we do talk a lot about homeschooling and parenting and, and mommy being a mother, being a wife, being a woman. And the older I get, I love the fact that we are multidimensional. We're not just one. We have to juggle and balance it all. And I want you to do it well. And that's why Equipped to Be exists. You are equipped to be a doer of His Word. And God has equipped you to be strong and brave and confident in all that He has called you to do. Thanks for joining us in this episode of Equipped to Be. And we'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. 
And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.